0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue plug podcast from Birmingham Live. My name is Matt Davis, filling in for Dan Rollinson today because he is off sick. So I am joined today, as ever, by Ashley Priest to talk all things Aston Villa and a bit of England. So, Ash, good morning, how are you? Yeah, all good, yeah. Just to begin in and settle now on,
1: on the Euros stuff. And it's a week tomorrow, England are back in business at, at Warsaw we become a pretty a um, prevalent friendly. We always have every summer. So Villa back in match action next week, which sounds sounds mad, really. But yeah, um, attention turns back to Villa. Yeah, a bit, bit still a bit sore from the old England stuff on, on Sunday. I was there, obviously. Um, and yes, yeah, like I know I know Stadkay's got his plaudits and he's, he's he's done well, but real big opportunity missed for me. I think he got that one wrong, and Grilish's introduction was all too too little, too late, and he should be brought on much earlier. I criticise Southgate use of Grealish over the tournament itself, and I still stick by that. I, don't, I know, I know, it's, everyone's loving the England squad of late, but really big opportunity missed there. And, and yeah, attention turns back to Villa, and hopefully have a, a good pre-season.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind him using Grealish as a sub as much as Villa fans would, which I can understand why. But in the final, like Mason Mount was dead after 60 minutes, wasn't he? He yeah. didn't touch the ball. I think totally. that's where Southgate seemed to fall down for me. Like. Not utilising Grealish or it didn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't make sense taking him off an extra time. It, it it worked, so fair play to him. But I didn't didn't get it at all. Um, just before we tuck into Villa more, so just talk to us about the experience of Wembley, um, the, the outside stuff. Really, you saw some pretty uh, unsavoury scenes. What was that like?
1: Just horrific. I mean, I got there for about one o'clock in the afternoon, about, about two ish. Um, things are getting lively then. Had a wonder down to outside, Membley Way and It was all, all all okay. The old flare was going off, and fireworks went off, and it was all okay. And then the beer can kind of start getting thrown. And then launching, getting out of the way of bottles being thrown. at yeah, turn turned so nasty. In fact, my my daughter's only young; she's only eighteen months. I, I took my daughter down there. I, I wouldn't have liked it at all. I've I've, I've heard a few people walk away. Dad Dicken said, "I ain't getting get in there." And, and yeah, as kick off came, I mean the hours started to stick by, beers getting drunk, and you know what I mean. And then it just turned so, so chaotic. I mean, I, I uploaded that video, which has gone viral, didn't it? And people walking past me, making way to the, the media entrance. And next thing you know, it's it's I'm getting out of the way of this this stampede, as it were. Hundreds and hundreds went past me. Security guards went flying. It was a bit like a they're trying to dodge them out of the way and trying to stop them. They just went through, pulled through, barged past me. Gates getting thrown, security staff everywhere. They went, up, went up the steps and just landed into the turnstiles. It was just like, like a pack of wild dogs. There was loads got into Wembley. I think I've seen Boris Johnson say yesterday, um, not only a, a small minority, listen, loads went into Wembley. There's all, in, you could see in the, uh, the, the oils, the steps to lead up to the seats, all standing in there. It was, yeah, not very, not very good at all. I mean, yeah, shoddy, um, broken glass everywhere, like I've said, and, and yeah, we all started off quite merry, but like you say, these a kick kickoffs on a weekend, big game like this. It was a free-for-all and it weren't very nice at all. I've seen mean, Sky Sports abandoned in their studio as well. Female um, reporters getting sick and abhorrent abuse thrown at them and cans being lost into there. So terrible to be fair. And if I had a young family, I wouldn't have liked it at all. Um, I met my cousin down there. He had a young boy, Isaac, he's... He's only young and he, he didn't like it at all. He was carrying behind his mum and dad. It's not nice at all. And I think England have lost a, f- a few young supporters based off that. Younger locked back down there again for an England game of such magnitude. But yeah, listen, it was all right. And then, and yeah, that was the gist of it, really. And then the game started. So I was pretty attuned with that. The show beforehand was good, but outside, um, not very nice at all. And back to the dark ages. And I was on the train home afterwards. Um, I was in the middle of a melee. I had to stop a fight. He's England fan. He started on an Italian fan with his, with his girlfriend. Uh, giving him abuse. And I think his girlfriend made a sarcastic applause. Said very funny. And then a fight happened. Then I was, in, I was trying to stop it. I was dodging punches. It was terrible. Um, and that was one in the morning getting home. And, and yeah, just that that's just like sums up for me. Not the game. Not the experience. What do you make? Looking back in years, years gone down the line. I remember the ugly scene, so not very good at all, mate, and, and well, I think the FA and the fans who were involved should be ashamed of themselves, so that 2030 World Cup bid, I'll see you later, that ain't going to happen, that's going to be in a puff of smoke for me, so, so yeah, that, that's what it was like down there, and, and yeah, I'm just getting back to Villa Park, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit better there.
0: Yeah, like you say, 2030 might be dead in the water, which is such a shame, and yeah. you know, no one wants to see that at all. Um, if anyone's got any questions for us, there's a few dropped in, then put them in and we'll go uh, through them with Ash as we, as we move along. Just reflecting on tournament as a whole from a Villa point of view um, with M- Mielish, Grealish and Ming, starting with Jack, what do you think this means for Jack Grealish? He's had a big taste of the world stage now. Does it affect his future at Villa in terms of him staying or are you still 100% he's going to be at the club next season?
1: I wouldn't look to say 100% he's going to be at the club next season, because obviously it can change in an instant, can't it? But I'm pretty sure he'll be there. Um, in terms of what he's done for him, I think he's got a, a fire raising in his belly again. Um, I think he was underused. I think he was underappreciated. I think that hurt him. I was there for the opening game against Croatia. I could clearly see he was disappointed. He, he, was, he was the first one to head down the tunnel. His others lapped it up and that hurt him. And obviously, um, he come on against Scotland... Got his start against the Czech Republic. Okay, back in business here. Then he's dropped again for the Germany game. But he rolls his sleeves and think I'm going, to be, I'm going to change the game here. Does that. Uh, Yeah, fans fall in love with him. Did well against Germany. And then he dropped again. So I thought he took a confidence hit, um, especially against Denmark uh, coming on. And then he, he won't, he's he probably when be he's below, below, below standard there. And he gets hauled off again. Um, so yeah I think he's got um, knowing Jack and, uh, and his mannerisms I think he wants to prove a point again he wants to be I'm, I'm the best player in this group here I'm going to show you um, so I think that's a good prospect for Villa next season I want to, he wants to announce himself again I think he wants to have a full campaign 38 games he hasn't done that in a long while um, so yeah I think that, that bodes well for Villa I think do you say it's only a short career he turns 26 in September I think he's coming into his prime years now his kick on time I think Villa are going to benefit tenfold from that. And I think he's going to lead him into Europe. I can see that happening. Everyone knows what a quality player, Jack Keyson. I think he wants to prove that with, with Villa. He had, he had the odd snub with, um, with England, but I think, I think we're in for a, a really big season in terms of numbers and, and overall contribution from Jack. And I think that's in a Villa shirt, Matt.
0: Yeah, and I suppose one thing this tournament did show is if you go to Man City, then you're not going to play every game like that. I mean, they've got, obviously they've got Sterling and Foden, they've got De Bruyne, um, Bernardo, Silva. Exactly. So, there's a good case there to actually stay at Villa if you do want to prove a point, isn't there?
1: Exactly. I mean, like Phil Foden's their golden boy over there. De Bruyne, do you know what I mean? Players like that. Man City will have to have a little bit of a fire sale to, to, to get Grealish in and promise him the earth. And that ain't going to happen. So, as much as it is an interesting uh, opportunity, uh, intriguing opportunity for him to go and play with Pep and all this and, it's an city. I mean, achieving achieving what that with Villa, getting Villa into Europe and being adored as he is here. There's no better. There's no better better feeling for me personally. But he wants to win titles. He wants to. He wants to um avenge on Sunday. He wants to be major honours and and that, that, that's what he wants to look back at. And he wants to do that with Villa. So it's now it's up to Villa to to prove to him. So so we'll see. Um, that's that's my understanding of it. That's more how I'm feeling of it. I'm quite passionate about that. And um that's gonna happen. Yeah, the grass in is always greener, is it? And I think he's got he's he's something big with Villa, yeah. Right? I really do believe that. Uh,
0: and on Tyrone Edwards here says uh Ming stood up and being counted. I mean you could argue he stood up and being counted and on off on and off the pitch. He, he did a job for England and then he's obviously had his say on Twitter last night towards the home secretary, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, what a player, what a bloke. What a represents so proud he represents Aston Villa. Um Love everything about Tyrone Mings, not afraid to share his opinion, and he calls, calls them out on it as well. Pretty Patel yesterday. And I love that. All these Twitter accounts from players, the majority are handled by someone else, but Jack is one, and Tyrone as well. They speak the truth, speak the mind, and they're not afraid to do that. And Tyrone Mings, um, yeah, just epitomize what he's all about. I think he did really well at the Euros. He's in for two games, two clean sheets. Um, and proved himself on the big stage and off the pitch he's yeah colossal as well so big kudos to Toro love everything about him and I think yeah I'm just so proud he's, he's in an Aston Villa shirt and such a great
0: ambassador for the club Uh Last one before we go into your questions that you're sending in obviously um England represents the international stage by Aston Villa but also Argentina Emi Martinez winning the Copa America alongside Messi I mean what a rise and what a story that is really
1: What a story that is yeah you, yeah, I mean, I really got him off Arsenal. That deal, like I mentioned before, surprised quite a few, surprised myself. And he's come in and, oh, God, what a player. One of the best in the league now. And, yeah, the Copa America is great. He's trash-joking. Um, the Colombians in the semis and then, obviously, going on to win it against Brazil in the final at the weekend. And what a player. I think Leon Messi, he's Leon Messi's best mate now, helping into a, a major title with Argentina. And, I mean, yeah, Emmy Martinez. What what a character first first and foremost what what he's done for that dressing room as well everyone loves him at more Moray and and yeah Villa are lucky to have him to be fair and what, what a masterstroke that 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 deal turned out to be and yeah I can't speak home enough of Martin. absolutely love, love love him to bits and um he's on for another big season as well and yeah he deserves everything that comes his way Matt he really does
0: right well, let's go into some questions so do keep them coming we'll go through these as we go along I think we've this this one before but obviously it keeps uh, popping up from PJ about James Ward Price um. It's pretty quiet on that front now, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah, yeah. N- nothing new with Villa. When you their interest a few weeks ago, now and Southampton don't want to sell. Simple as that. I can't see Villa going in, going in, getting that deal done. To be fair, Southampton he's on a long-term contract. At Southampton Ralph House and Hooter wants to build around him, so one that potentially has got got away. So Villa are looking at targets elsewhere. I expect Villa's business to ramp up now once the Euros has concluded, obviously, and. I expect more names to be in the frame. Um, uh, it's the same situation with uh, Papai Sar at the French club um, deeming over £20 million and Villa aren't up for doing a deal on, on on them terms. So, yeah, I think we'll get some new names coming to fruition of late in terms of transfer targets. Obviously, Villa like to do the business beyond closed doors and very secretive of that and any leaks that get out, they, they do annoy Johan Langer and the club. So, so, yeah, that's fair enough. So, so, yeah, I can't see too much business being done, but I can see two, three additions happening in the next uh, couple of weeks.
0: Uh, One here from uh, Danny. Obviously, fans will be allowed to see their team again now. Any news on pre-season tickets?
1: Yeah, Danny, yeah, great question. That no, Nothing new, no. The club haven't released the details yet, despite the game being next week. Um, should have clarity on that, imminently, to be honest. The club are putting on a live streaming service for fans. I think it's 20 quid for the friendlies, all of them, so... Make, make that what you will. Um, but, yeah, tickets are uh, the club announce in due course and I'll, I'll, I'll let supporters know as well how they can, how they, can how they can cop them. And it's Bristol City the latest one that's been announced on the 31st of July. So, um, Villa did have plans to go to Europe but they've had to, had to um, curb them because of COVID. So, it's the uh, yeah, the delights of Bristol, which is uh, as far as going to get for Villa, so so yeah.
0: Steve asked about Samata, it's sometimes hard to keep track of where a player is on loan if he still plays for the club. Is, has he actually gone yet?
1: Yeah, that, that deal's been done. First of July, that went through 5.4 million pounds. Villa Villa got in for that, so we're talking about a three million pound loss there on, on, on Samata, scorer of that wonderful headed goal at Wembley, of course, and um, and yeah. Villa have moved on from then days of uh, the bargain bucket, as it were. So, and yeah, yeah, wish him all wrong. the best. Boy, uh, what, not,
0: not good enough? Wrong?
1: I think so, yeah. I think not up to the standard required. Um I took a bit of time to settle in. I felt, I felt a bit sorry for him, obviously Villa was struggling at that time as well, uh, form-wise. And he just didn't, well, didn't go his way. And, and yeah, just, yeah, just circumstance, victim of circumstance there. He's gone to Fenerbahce and to Pastures New. No, I think he's done OK there. But, uh, yeah, Villa caught in the losses and um, he's the latest one to leave. and Villa got a, a transfer fee for that.
0: Phil and uh, Sean Kelly asking a very similar question about marquee signings to show they mean business. I mean, I don't know what qualifies the marquee sign now, if Tammy Abraham does or something like that. But do you think Villa are going to go big again or have they done most of their big business already?
1: That's, that's um, a really good question, Matt. Um, well, Jack Grealish mentioned that the marquee signing, uh, getting the Grealish approval, as it were. Uh, he commented on Villa's photo yesterday, Burendia being back at base, so he's excited to link up with him. Um, Villa have already gone big, haven't they? Smashing the club record on Burundi, yeah? and They've had bids rejected for Emil Smith-Rowe, don't forget, £30 million there, as the latest offer that, that was that was not back. And Yeah, I mean, another marquee signing... I'm not expecting... all depends on the market, to be fair. I'm not, not expecting... I was told by those close to the club that Villa weren't going to be too busy this summer. So, make that what you will. But the, the market's evolving all the time. Um, players become available where they weren't before. So, so yeah, um, Smith Road deal's dragging on now. I expect him to sign a new contract at Arsenal. I was told that from day one, to be honest, but Villa have been persistent with that. Um and yeah, I think probably Julian Alvarez, River Plate winger, talks uh, um, about continuing with him uh, over a deal from River Plate. Um, so we'll, we'll see with that one. That could be the next to happen. But elsewhere, I think they'll need another centre-half, Matt. Uh, Bjorn Engels was sold quite quickly. Um, I think they need cover there. Got a couple of injuries or suspension away from a potential disaster happening. So that, that'll be addressed yeah, I'll be able to, be to, to sign another creative player, a player Deedsmith wants. And yeah, I mean, the names in the frame have been mentioned before, Dwight McNeil at Burnley. I think that's t- t- too big a deal to do. Um, he's on a long, long-term contract there and I think Burnley is unwilling to sell. So so yeah, um, I'll keep boring away. I expect some new names to prop up, cop, cop, uh, crop up in the next few weeks. And Villa do want the business done early. So, so yeah, hold on, hold on to your hats,
0: as it were. What do you make of the Alvarez one? hes uh, I just had to Google him. I don't mind admitting I don't know too much about him. He's 21 and he's an Argentinian international. So he's obviously very talented. You do see players come in from South America and not make the impact immediately. And Smith, I think you've said on here before, Smith likes to sign players who know the English game like Buendia. Yeah. Do you see an element of the, you know, not necessarily a gamble, but certainly if you do sign him, it would take time for Alvarez to bet in, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Smith mentioned to me about the sweet spot of his, his transfer dealings being British-based, who played, played in England before, and that's what he wants to sign. The less adaptation risk. Um, Douglas Luiz, we've seen that. He had two years over in Spain. he come in, a bit of a slow start from him. Um, others as well, Bertrand Traore took a little bit of time to adapt. And it happens. Wesley the same previously and, and others. But yeah, I mean, Alvarez... Colleagues over in Argentina telling me talks are progressing, so no bid's been lodged yet. So we we'll have to wait and see with that one. There is an element of a risk there, of course, but I think Villa will, will get the character references from from Emmy Martinez and from Emi Bunde, who've been around him in the Argentina setup. So the groundwork's been being done. these wants good characters coming in who want to prove themselves, and he's built a squad of of the, that caliber of player who will all kick on next season. So yeah, I mean, if he, if he fits the bill, I think Villa will Villa, Villa will get that deal done over the line and. We'll wait and see in that, what happens in that, with that in the coming days.
0: Tammy Abraham and Axel Two and Zebby are both asked by Carl. Do you think the Euros ending and like eventually Maguire is going to go back to Man U and Chelsea will get their Euros players back and they won't need to rely on them just to even make up numbers in training to an extent? Will that maybe yeah. change the picture or do you think Villa have perhaps moved on from those guys now?
1: I think they've moved on from those guys now, if you're asking me. Um, I've said this before, I think Villa will, need, will have a good look at Wesley. Over the over the pre-season game starting next week at Warsaw, uh, see how that knee injury has affected him. Is he, is he, a, is he a twenty-two million pound player? Will pay pay him or is he struggling and short of of confidence again? So, if, if that is the case, and' Villa will go into the market looking for a, a new striker. But as it stands, that's not going to happen. And the Tammy deal is off; it's never been on um, this summer. So, so yeah, I, I, same with. Um, with the Tammy deal, like you say, and Tunes Ivey, like you say, he's available for a loan, but I can't see him being loaned out until later on in the window. Um, so, yeah, to Villa, if do want to act. I've been told that hasn't happened. And, um, and yeah, but it's a deal that makes sense for me. Obviously, he's been at Villa before. I think he did really well in the Championship years, and he needs to find a club where he wants to come in and play second fiddle. Beyond, as we can't say, is another thing. But, but yeah, it's, it's a deal that's there to be done if Villa want to do it, but they haven't acted yet.
0: Uh, I've skipped back because I missed this one from Oliver about second-choice keepers. They've loaned out a keeper this week. Do you, is there any names that you think might fit the bill or do they even need to sign a second keeper with Martinez doing so well?
1: Yeah, well, it's quite telling. When uh, Kalinic went back to Hajduk split, he gave an interview with, with Hadjuk and he said Villa um, wanted to sell me ages ago uh, before the before the Euros started and he, he, he up going back on loan to split and a deal was done after the Euros and he, he's got his wish. So, there had to be a bit of a compromise. there. Villa wanted to cash in on him. Um, I don't expect Villa willing to spend the money on him, um, but he wanted to head back there, and have come to an agreement. And he's on there on loan for another year. He's still got two years left on his current deal. So, so yeah, he, he's gone out, and that points to Villa bringing another one in. Villa Smith uh, wants to go into the season with three, three keepers. It'd be Martinez, Steer, and one more. I, I can't see Cindy Salo or Akasanadi, the two nineteen-year-old, stepping up uh, just yet, but. Uh, I've heard some good things about Sinisalo, the finish under-21 keeper. But I think Smith wants an experienced head there, uh, both on, on the picking and off the pitch mainly. Tom Heaton was was a class act in and around the dressing room last season, despite not playing. I think Smith wants a similar character uh, in there as well. Villa's pointing on three fronts next season, Carabao Cup, FA Cup and Premier League. And Touching touch wood now. If Martinez gets an injury, let's hope not. And You know what I mean? We're in a sticky situation should that happen, but um, Wayne Hennessy's one that's been linked, um, Chelsea are in for him as well, and that's a free agent, of course, he's an experienced uh, figure, Welsh International, he's 34 now, but, but yeah, that's one that could happen, uh, whether it does, we'll see in the coming weeks, but but yeah, I think I think a, a keeper will come in, um, and it'll be an experienced one to, to help the dressing room and just to, just to be there, And sh- should disaster happen, but yeah, with Kalinich heading out, I think another keeper comes in
0: to, to fill his void, so one from Elliot here about Trezegate, who talks a lot about new signings as wingers. Uh, he's been out for quite a while. When do you think he'll be back and when do you think he'll be hundred percent?
1: Uh yeah, uh, April. He got injured at Liverpool and Dean Smith said afterwards, looking about a nine month nine month layoff for an ACL. So I don't expect to see him until the new year, to be honest. Um, I really don't. She's yeah, got your news really. he's a willing runner, isn't he? He puts his all for the team and really will miss that. But really of will miss that. Um and they're a bit short on the flanks at the moment. Obviously, the San Buendia and Dia, were playing on the right side. You got Chorail, Garcia, and Grealish. And other than that, they're a bit short. And hence why they want to sign to be throw which is a creative ten, which um, a deal is not forthcoming at present. But but yeah, I feel for Trezeguet, but I expect to see him back in the new year. I don't think he go, he won't go on the African Cup of Nations due to be too short of fitness for that in January. So yeah, putting a, put a time frame on that, I'll see him in, in January in the new year.
0: Um, just going back to Grealish, because we are getting more questions about him, people asking about the next step with him, um, Anthony asking about a new contract or any kind of developments about where we'll learn where he's going to be. I mean, what's going to happen there? Is you, I guess he's going to take some time on holiday now, isn't he? Yep, he left
1: um, England camp yesterday he's on holiday to, for the next couple of weeks I guess, and then um, yeah, his situation will be on out. obviously a new contract's there for him to sign the owners want to keep him at the club, Purslow the same and Smith, and just to stave off any interest from Man City, yet to offer anything for, for, for him and yet yet to progress with any deal. So it's as you were, really. And there's a new contract there for him. He's, he's, uh, his future will be ironed out in the coming weeks once he returns from holiday. And we go from there. That's all I can report on as it stands. I don't want to beat around the bush or cherry coat any other way. That, that, that's where we are. Really on holiday. Really wanting to sign the new contract when, when he's back. And we'll move on from there. I expect him to sign that contract Um but like, like I said, I keep saying this. It's down to the player. It's up to the player. Um, when the initial report, reports came out, I, I th- it was the agents who, who pushed that. Who pushed that because Grealish stock at that time. At the Euros was high. I think. Um, and yeah, but like I said, the, the reports are untrue, completely untrue. And I think Grealish signed a new contract and they looked to move into a, a new era. So, so yeah, that, that's where we are at. Grealish on holiday, have some time out. <laughs> Rightly so, deserves it. Um, shouldn't be thinking about football at all now should be chilling out having a beer or or a couple and and yeah relaxing ahead of the new season
0: Uh, we're here for a couple more minutes if we've got any more questions for Ash uh, we can take a couple more uh, and before we have to disappear one more thing on Grealish Um, I think he's kind of I hate when they say misunderstood but uh, he is a bit misconstrued and we saw that really good video of him after the game giving his boots to a kid and taking a photo with him I mean it, he's a good he is a good bloke, isn't he, to be fair, This is what I'm angling at. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he,
1: he don't know what an sol- encyclopedia is, but he's uh, yeah, a yeah, cracking bloke, yeah, big art. <laughs> he's come from a, a really cracking family as well. And that's grounded him and he knows where he's come from. He was one of them kids back in the day at Villa Park, look wanting gals boots and something like that, do you know I mean? He was one of them, so yeah, totally genuine kid. Um, so down to earth and Jack the lad, Jack Boy Nature. and he's one of them and just like, like the fans, he's, he's a fan himself, and you know, he's looking to be, be where he is. And yeah, I can't speak whole enough of him, his family. Um, just, just great people, and yeah, Jack's one of them.
0: One more here from Callum about the young players. You get these questions a lot. I mean, which one, if you had to pick out one that you thought was really going to break through next season as it stands today, who would you be looking at?
1: Uh, Chuck, Chuck Mowica, Carney Chuck Mawika. Um, yeah, Villa have got a big plan for him. I think his first team involvement steps up another notch um, come, yeah, come, come next season. He's going to stick around. I think he'll play in the Carabao Cup rounds, see how he gets done against uh, men's men's football. He hasn't had a loan like Jacob Ramsey did. Obviously, he went to Doncaster a couple of years ago and that, that made him go from boy to man. I think Chuck Wink's going to develop um, around, around the logs of McGinn's and, and Grealish's at, at Bollymore Heath. Everyone's seen that video of him last week. Checking in for pre-season duty, and Smith said, "Put up some size, in you?" And um, yeah, he's been following Villa's program over the summer. I've been bulking up, and I mean, he's, he, he's a fine specimen of a seventeen-year-old. He's he's built like a um, like a house kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think his involvement gets ramped up. I think Villa want to work on his defensive side of his game. Um, he's quite attack-minded. He's very much a number ten, as it were. But, he's a box-to-box number eight, but his, his mindset is a number 10 to, to score goals and to get on the end of things and Villa want to um, improve his other side of his game. So, I think Chuck Marieke is the one to look out for this season. I think he's, he plays in the Carabao Cup early rounds and you'll see him a lot, a lot over the pre-season friendly, I'm sure. Others to look forward to, I think Kane Kessler, a right back, he signed a five-year contract. That's massive. I don't think Villa have offered a, an academy player a, a, a deal that long. I mean, Grealish was offered a four-year one previously and, Kessler's got a five-year deal, so that just signifies his importance under Smith at Villa. Um, he'll be pushing Gilbert and Cash next season, I'm sure. But a will be dis- will be discussed for him. Louis Barry, it's such an intriguing time for him, you know. 18 now, he's have seen the others the same age as him on the on the world stage. Bellingham, Masuala, Germany, doing 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 good things. And Barry wants a piece of the first-team action now. There's no, there's no no denying that. And I think we'll see him over over the pre-season games. See how he gets on against you. Your Warsaw's and, and your and your Bristol cities and, and yeah, look to Smith and, and the coaching staff to see if he's got the credentials to be amongst the first team squad. And initially I don't think that'll happen, but it could be eased in over the course of the season, I'm sure. And like I say, he's Drew Grossberg, but he's incredible talent. Everyone's seen what he did last season in the FA Cup, obviously, and he had he scored twenty goals in such a natural finisher. He's got it all, his pace in abundance and he's something different, isn't he? So yeah, um, excited to see what Louis Barry brings to the table for the first time.
0: Right, we shall leave the questions there. Um, don't all log off straight away because uh, we're going to run a trailer now for our podcast on Thursday with Villa legend Ray Houghton and then uh, we'll get Ash's thoughts on because he did the interview. So I'm just going to play the trailer and then we'll catch up with Ash again in a second.
2: You know, when the fans are enjoying that, like, there's nothing better. When you, the fans are appreciating what you're doing and they're enjoying the football and they want to come to the games, you know, they can't wait for the next one. That's the sign of a successful side, you know. I played in every game up to the final and then he changed his mind and changed the team. I was fuming, I must admit. I mean, I'm not going to stick, there and lie. I think I played in seven semi-finals in ten years for four different clubs. I didn't like losing. I didn't want to be associated with losers, you know, to me, Come second, you've come nowhere, you need to win it, you know. I wanted winners around, I wanted people who had that attitude. You know, show me someone who likes losing and I'll show you your loser. He was unbelievable. I mean, how good could he have been if he could have have trained? Deron would say, right, but he walked through the corners and the free kicks (laughs) because Big Paul couldn't run. And then he'd go out on the Saturday and the man of the match, Paul McGrath. You know, so um, he was a phenomenon, a one-off. I speak how I think, you know, prime is a, a club legend, you know, for everything that he's done. But it was the first time where, as I said to you we Big Ron before, Ron was a winner and he spoke like a winner. Um, Brian didn't come across that way to me. He was more encouraging for me to go, you know, and I think he was more into it. Yeah, he might be best all round if you go. Um, and, you know, you, you get that feeling and you know, I don't want to beat a club where I'm not wanted, you know, and that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, good value right I mean he's a, he's a pundit today anyway so he's, he's a great speaker great talker of the game and gave some cracking insight into his days at villa between 92 and 93 and 95 sorry um yeah loads of funny tales there Doug Ellis as well I think Ray Ason was part of the, the um the 90s squad obviously and he's got drinking in midweek now and again on the on the rest day and Paul McGraw was there Steve Staunton all the lads Dalia and Dino, um And Drogelis came in the one day and he said, uh, Ray Aiton had a Bacardi and Coke and all the lads had the points and he said, see, that's why I saw Ray Aiton from Liverpool, professional as always, got a Coke there, you're all drinking. But little did he know, uh, Ray had a Bacardi in there. But yeah, loads of funny stories. He spoke about being um, left out of the team in the 94 um, League Cup against Manu. He was gutted about that. I mean, he played in every round and then a big run went for Graham Fenton to start and and Villa won it in '94, and he was he was gutted. He couldn't celebrate afterwards. He was quite bitter towards that. But yeah, I mean, he, he speaks so highly of Villa, his time at Villa. And yeah, he, he eventually left in '95. Didn't get on with Brian Little too well, um, but he looked Big One. He loved playing for Big One. It made, made him feel like a a million dollar. So there's loads loads of stories in there. His time scoring, he was a hero for the uh, the Irish team at the World Cup in '94, as everyone probably knows. And and yeah, really good player to have and great bloke to talk to. He came on the Clampwood podcast, one of our many guests. and Yeah, really lived his time from the, the concrete jungle in Glasgow where he grew up in Castlemilk to, to where he is now and everything in between. So yeah, really good listen if you want to jump on that and re- reminisce that Villa in the 90s.
0: Yeah, check that out later in the week. I think it's out on Thursday um, and then we'll catch up with Ash next week, probably with Dan Rawlinson if he's back off his sickbed or myself. So thanks very much to everyone who uh, listened or watched along and asked questions. And Ash, thanks very much to you as ever.
1: Yeah, cheers. all. thanks for everyone for jumping on and asking the questions. Yeah, it means a lot. Nice one.
0: Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa.